The Rose Bowl Legacy Foundation preserves, protects, and enhances the future of the Rose Bowl Stadium as a national historic landmark. America's Stadium has hosted two Olympic Games, with a third one coming in 2028, two World Cup Finals, five Super Bowls, and the granddaddy of them all, the Rose Bowl since 1923. It is the epic center of college football and is the most iconic stadium in the world. To learn more about how you can support the Rose Bowl Stadium as it turns 100 years young, visit www.inspire, which spells inspire2022.org. Hey, Trojan fans, it's time to get into the huddle with the Peristyle Podcast. The Peristyle Podcast is your weekly ticket to USC football and recruiting news. Don't forget, you can download the podcast 24-7 at our website, peristylepodcast.com. And now, here's the host of the Peristyle Podcast, uscfootball.com publisher, Ryan Abraham. Hello, Trojan fans. Welcome to the Peristyle Podcast. On a Monday, we're ready to talk some USC Trojan football. Today was supposed to be the first day of fall camp. First day you could have fall camp in the Pac-12. Obviously, that's not happening with the season postponed, delayed, canceled, whatever you want to say. We'll talk about that with the coach, Harvey Hyde. He's on the line now. Follow him on Twitter, at Coach Harvey Hyde, or go to his website, harveyhyde.com. Questions or comments for the show, you can email us, podcast, at uscfootball.com. Or call us at 424-254-9141. Please subscribe and rate us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And we appreciate you doing that. Tell a friend. That helps us grow the show. This is would have been our 13th football season covering the Trojans here. We started back way back in 2008. Yep, they had podcasts back then. And uh, we're still rolling along today, hoping we'll get some football at some point, either in the spring or we'll have to wait until all the way to the fall of 2021. But let's bring in the coach, Harvey Hyde. Coach, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing great, Ryan. And again, congratulations on your big hike this past weekend. Uh, every weekend uh, you go out and uh, make a, put a challenge to yourself and you accomplish it again. Now, what was it, Mount San Jacinto? You went up 10 miles, down 10 miles. And I think that takes a lot of... Uh, focus and energy especially with the heat so i want to start off the show by saying congratulations to you and for all of you out there we hope you're safe you're following the rules so uh you get well we all get well and uh, we can have college football yeah thanks coach i appreciate it there was uh, i'm trying to do i don't know i just i guess for everyone has to deal with the quarantine their own way right you're you're separated from people and one of the things i I started doing is hiking and there was a six pack of peaks and I've done five of the six. Now I only have San Gorgonio next. Uh, but yeah, it was good. It was like 10,834 feet is the elevation. So it's the second highest in Southern California. And then the next one would be the highest. It's uh, 11,000, like 500. That's a long day though. 6am on the trail and you don't get done until like four thirty or whatever. It was a long day. It was hard. I'm still a little sore, but it was fun. And that's, I guess that's just what I'm dealing, how I'm trying to deal with the, uh, quarantine right now and it's been it's been fun but everyone's got to do their own thing uh unfortunately coach uh usc football is not doing their own thing as far as getting ready to play august 17th is today that's the day we uh were allowed to start fall camp the pac-12 schools were allowed to start august 17th now 
it was going to depend, and you had about six weeks until the start of the season, which would have been September 26th. So today could have been the start of fall camp. Now, for USC, that was not going to be the case, essentially because of the L.A. County Health Department, the restrictions and the guidelines that are put forward that wouldn't allow USC or UCLA, pretty much Cal or Stanford either, to practice. So, so say the season wasn't postponed, Coach. I want to talk about this a little bit. This would have been the first day you could have started fall camp. Now, USC probably wasn't going to start August 17th anyway because of the restrictions. They would have waited a couple weeks. And if you you know delay it two weeks, you still could have got all your 25 practices in before the first game on September 26th. Unfortunately, uh, that's not going to be the case because of the delay of the season. But I wanted to give everyone an update. Right now, USC and UCLA, at least for the L.A. County restrictions, would not be able to practice still to this day. So as of today, the first day you could have started fall camp, Coach, groups could only be 8 to 12 people. So that's a problem when you're trying to practice as a full football team. You can only have 8 to 12 people. Then how do you divide that up? Do you put everyone in the same position group? Do you try to put, like, all the starters together? Like, And you have to keep those groups. It's not like you can mix them up because basically they have to be these, like, quarantine pods that you have to be with. Well, if you put all the offensive linemen together in one pod and someone gets sick, they all get sick, and now you have no offensive line. So there's a lot of problems if you even try to schedule a practice and you can only have groups of 8 to 12 people. Uh, There's also restrictions still about working out indoors. So they couldn't do a lot of the stuff that they would normally be doing indoors. All the lifting, everything, you'd have to do that outside, sharing space with uh, you know, you're you're trying to practice and they're moving weights outside. So that's a problem. And there's still really strict restrictions on uh, ha- handling a football. I mean, you, a lot of players would have to wear gloves. They have to be sanitized. It's not to the point where you can't have two people touch it anymore. Um, but it's still, there's a lot of restrictions just on the football. And as you know, coach, footballs are an essential part of any football practice. So today would have been the first day you could start fall camp. But as I stated USC, no way possible could they have started practice today. No, not in L.A. County, but what if you had moved it to another county? You always have to have a plan, and my plan would be to get ready to play a football season. So we would have just had to pack our bags, and we'd have gone to a county where we could practice. There's a lot of other uh, groups uh, that are getting together and doing different activities and so on, and I'm not going to get behind if I'm a head football coach to get behind my opponents if they can practice and go to camp. So I've got to figure out a way to do the same type of thing so everything's equal. Uh, there are, you know, there. You remember the the football programs and the football or the athlete departments themselves. You you put it up on uscfootball.com. They had zero tests, zero positives again. Tell me what other group has zero positives as far as being together and working out and and doing the things that are necessary to do. Go out and check the other areas and see exactly what has zero positives. You'll find out that the football programs and the coaches care as much or more and the parents and the medical staffs about the football program and the football players. And people, if other people did the same as what the football players are doing, we'd have a chance to not only get have a great football season, but have a great recovery period. And I think that's what everybody has to look at. Uh, this has got to be a team type of effort, not just the football programs. So, you know, it sort of upsets me in a way that everything's talking about no football, no football, no football, which which is uh, probably the safest place these players could be. 
but everybody else can go out and do whatever they want. So a way that bothers me because I think it's penalizing good kids who want to play football, who work out real hard to have the opportunity to demonstrate their skills and have a great college experience, and then they're denied that opportunity. And I really, you know, we've talked about this before, but I think the Pac-12 overreacted, and I think there's ways of being able to have football. And I, I don't know if they'll ever reconsider what their judgment was as, as canceling it, but I think that, uh, as you can tell for the tone of my voice, that there's a lot of other areas that need to be cleaned up. Don't worry about football when you test them and they're 100% negative. Worry about other areas. Yeah. No, I, I agree with the coach. And that it's, USC's done a great job keeping their athletes safe. Now, they're not into a, you know, they can't practice and be in big groups yet. So they're, you know, they're keeping to their pods. And I think all of that's working. Students won't be on campus. So it's a mini sort of bubble situation anyway. Um, it's what we have to all watch now, though, is what are the other conferences that are still going forward? The Big 12, the ACC and the SEC, you know, students are starting to come back. I think there's actually a disadvantage. I mean, certainly there's a disadvantage if you have students back on campus because it's less bubble like um, where the student athletes would actually now be mingling with the regular student body. Something that wouldn't be happening at USC because the student body is not going to be there. It's going to be all remote learning um and we're seeing pictures pop up of different colleges returning and huge parties and things like that uh so we're sort of in this limbo now it's been about a week since we learned of the cancellation of the season now we have to watch what goes on in those other campuses and are there going to be outbreaks are there going to be issues practicing i think full fall camp practices which places are doing right now we're seeing that and then you know, I, I definitely, I, I would encourage people not to be rooting for the virus and hoping that, you know, campuses on those other conferences get, you know, uh, infections and have to shut things down. Y yeah, but you have to, you got to be curious, is it going to be shut down at some point or are they going to go through and play football? And it's going to be so weird, coach, if you can watch an Alabama game or a Clemson game or an Oklahoma game and you can't watch USC or Ohio State and the divide in college football is going to be, that's going to be crazy, but that's something we're all going to be watching now. We're in that, I thought it'd be like a two or three week limbo period where you're sort of watching what's going on and do things shut down during camp or do they roll on to the season and shut down a few games in or do they roll on the season and have a, a full season and everybody's fine. And then, you know, obviously the PAC 12 and the big 10 wouldn't, wouldn't look as good. Well, I'll tell you what, I've talked to coaches that I know in the Southeastern Conference, and they've been working out just like others, and uh, most of them are testing zero positives, okay? Uh, and uh, what they're worried about is when they give them time off on this last weekend to go and do other things, uh, go home or whatever, that some will come back being positive. That's just the way it is. So they're waiting to see what happens. That happened at Oklahoma, if you saw. They what seven of them came back after they gave them four or five days off, and they were positive. But uh, you're pretty protected when you're in a football program. And uh, I guess you have to protect them uh, from the public as far as going out and, and being around people who uh, don't care and do what they want to do and so on. But uh, as far as this college football, we're going to have college football. I'm fired up about college football. I'm fired up about the Southeastern Conference, uh, the ACC. I'm fired up about 
the Big 12, and, and I, I feel bad for the – really feel bad. Really feel bad for the Pac-12 and also another conference here in the West, the Mountain West Conference. Can you imagine we got, I think, something like 14 Western states who aren't playing Division One college football? Come on, guys. Let's get, let's get uh, and the same thing with other schools that I've talked to in the Mountain West Conference. They've 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 got very few positives because they're taking care of their kids, and they want to make sure that their kids are healthy. And uh, and remember, the teams you play, Ryan, the teams you play are doing the same thing, following the same protocol. It's fine to make sure that their kids are healthy, and they're not getting out and getting sick. So when they play each other there's a less of a chance than them getting sick than going to a party together, okay? Or doing so some of those other things uh, that happen. So I think, too, that the universities should be just concerned about what's happening on campus and other areas so they don't spread it to the football players. Yeah, I think that's what you – I mean, it's the key. You don't want it spreading, and I think we're going to see some pretty good numbers, like you said, from a lot of these schools. Um and controlling what they can control in camp. It's going to be another deal when you have to travel and you have to play on the road. Some state, you know, some stadiums are going to have fans. So there's going to be different levels of this, but you know, full contact fall camp, is there going to be any kind of spread? Um, And I think that's what we have to see now. Some schools are doing it, which is bizarre because, you know, USC is not even close to being able to do something like that. But the good thing, if you're a USC fan that, the, the athletes are still on campus. They're still doing work. They're gonna. It's more of an off-season work schedule now, but they're gonna keep working it up. And you know, obviously they're staying safe, like Coach said. That you know, no more positive tests, which is good. And I, I think they're in a safer environment than they would be if they were all working out at home. So at least it's better than it was before. Obviously, it's just gonna be a much longer off-season than any of us really wanted to to deal with. But that's where we are right now. Um, with Say the, the the SEC and the ACC and the Big 12 go forward for the Big 10 and the Pac-12 and then, you know, the Mountain West and some of the other uh, college, you know, other conferences that shut down football. You can either just cancel the season and wait until 2021 and hopefully things are back to normal, but I don't think they're going to be by then. I think there'll still be restrictions if you cancel the entire season. But the other option is a spring season. And to me, coach, it made sense that you could do something like this. and I. But there, it's such a polarizing topic. There's just so many people that are, you know, just decisive. And I don't know if it's because they wanted fall football so bad that they're basically anti-spring because they didn't get what they wanted. Um, but there's just people, Coach, I can tweet about it or on the message boards, never work, can't do it. It's impossible. And it's and like this is a global pandemic. Like, did you think it was possible that the NBA could – shut down their season that, you know, baseball would stop and then have a 60 game schedule and the NBA would all be in Orlando and, and having, you know, a, like a mini tournament down there or whatever. Like this is, these are uncertain times. They're just things we've never had to deal with. I don't get how people can say, Nope, can't do it. Impossible. Um, where you have to keep options open. It might not work. It might make sense not to do it because you're going to impact the 2021 season in some way, but to me, the 2021 season won't be normal anyway. And if you can do a shortened spring, which in the Pac-12 you could start even earlier, uh, you know, you could have your fall camp in December if things get better. You know, if, 
if there's going to be quicker testing. Um, when, and they just opened up that saliva test that's a lot faster. And I think that helps with the spread. The restrictions in LA, if those open up and USC could actually practice, things like that, those go forward and you understand some of the, the heart condition, the you know myocarditis stuff better, then you could potentially have a fall. And if like the, the regular season works in those other conferences, then you feel more confident, like, well, we could practice and have a fall camp in December, start a shortened season in January, um, you know, be done by March or April. And then it's kind of like you had spring football. It would maybe it's only a division games that you have for your conference. And then you have like a mini tournament or something like a, a, instead of one championship game, you could have, you know, a little like four person tournament or whatever. You could do some different things and maybe you play six, eight, 10 games, maybe not 10, but you know, up to eight, eight or nine games in the spring and have like four or five months off to have a regular season in 2021. Or you could even delay it and do a conference only kind of thing. Like they were going to do this year, depending on what the restrictions are and all of that by that point. But I don't see why it can't be an option coach, at least to look at, but there's so many people that are just like, Nope, never going to happen. And I, I guess I don't get that. Or where, where are your thoughts on all this uh, potential spring football talk? Well, first of all, let me just sort of cover. First of all, I think the real football is being played now. I think you separate yourself from the power five. The big 10 has done that, but the big 10 now is having a lot of petitions. I wouldn't be a bit surprised if they change your mind and come back and play football. Interesting. I think they reacted. Uh, I think they reacted a little bit too quickly. Justin Fields. I think Ohio state will vote for it. I think Michigan will vote for it. I think Iowa will vote for it. Uh, I think um, I'm trying to think I had a list. I can't think of them all now vote for coming back and playing football. I really do because Hey, the NCAA has said that they're not going to give any national championships out except for the sport of football because they don't handle that. Uh, there's another division of college, the uh, college football playoffs and other divisions that uh, give a national championship out. I would rather seen the Pac-12 and the Big Ten, which may come back, I hope, and I hope the Pac-12, Pac-12, I'm not sure what they're going to do, but be a part of all making it or all failing. Yeah, we all going to play in the fall, and we're going to make it, and we're going to go for it, and we're going to be a part of the power conferences or we're not. We're going to play two games, three games. We're going to play an entire season. We're going to keep the bowl games. We're going to do it all or we're not. And they elected not to do that. Now the alternative is spring football. And spring football, if the – Power three make it through and have a national championship. Who's going to care about spring league? I don't know of one league in the spring that's tried it. I mean, you know them all, uh, all the professional leagues that have tried it, that have made it. Uh, No one cares. I mean, I care about football. I get fired up about spring football as far as for the next year. And how many of the players are going to play in it? I mean, the big-time players that are going to go to the NFL draft. So who's going to care more? Uh, you want, you like, for example, you wouldn't have St. Brown. You wouldn't have Vaughn. You wouldn't have a lot of these players playing. So who's going to really come out and support it? And, and uh, what's the te- television revenue going to add up to? How much is that? I mean, I really don't even know how the Pac-12 network is going to make it. I, I just really don't know. What's, what's their television package? What are they selling to the advertisers? Zero. So my, my thinking is, Ryan, and this is just my opinion, 
I want to be with the big boys and stay with the big boys. We're fighting for survival now in the Pac-12 as far as recognition. I want to all make it or all don't make it. So uh, that's my opinion. I don't want to see them have a national champion, whether it's Clemson or Alabama, whoever. And then it's the spring league, the other guys, the minor league guys. And and are you realistically going to have two seasons in one year, really? I, how are you going to handle the recruiting? How are you going to handle this, uh, all the other portions of college football, the programming for spring sports, all of the above? I hardly believe that would happen. I really do. So uh, if they all went spring and they all decide to go spring from right now, then you have time to organize it, put it together, and possibly have one a shortened season. But now since the other power three are doing it and you're not, it sort of separates you from who you are and your identity as far as in college football. And don't think that's not going to make a difference in recruiting and everything else as far as for the future years on top of this year. No, it definitely is going to impact everything else. And I think the, the, the idea of a spring season turns a lot of people off because there is going to be football played in the fall as of right now. Now, if that was canceled, if, if fall football was eventually canceled, the SEC, the ACC, the Big 12, some of the other you know group of five conferences decide, you know what? We had a bunch of spread. We had whatever it is, and like they are not able to go forward with the season. I think they would instantly start looking at something in the spring, and then you would probably get more people on board. Right now, I think that you bring up a really good point. Part of the problem is that there is a split, and what you know, do people care if the Big Ten and the Pac-12 play football in the spring? Now we're starved for for live sports. You know, we want to see it. We're starting to see more of it now. Uh, the NBA playoffs start today. But I would see people watching. You'd get you'd get ratings, uh, and you would salvage some of that TV contract money if you could play in the spring. There's definitely logistical issues, but there's going to be issues. Right? There's logistical issues with canceling an entire season, um, and you know the impact that you could potentially have on the next one. So I think there's a lot of issues there, Coach. But certainly the split isn't helping because you do definitely have one conference that. <laughs> excuse me. Um, you definitely have one conference that or two conferences that are not going forward and then three that are until they all line up together. Like, like you said, if the big 10 changes their mind, I don't see that happening, but definitely don't see the PAC 12 doing that. But if they all get delayed to the spring, I mean, if they all get delayed and say, we're going to cancel the, the 2020, 12, 2020 fall season, I think there's a lot of potential that you could look at the spring more because there would be everyone on board as opposed to, you know, half of the power five teams. Yeah, but that, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, if they all win it, uh, did it, that's differently. But they're starting off with a different attitude, and I'd like to see the Pac-12 have started off with a positive attitude that we can play and we can do it. Well, our doctors are as smart as their doctors and whatever, and we can keep our kids as safe as they're keeping their kids and have one unity. You heard it start right here on our podcast and my shows, and now everybody's talking about how they need a, a commissioner of college football. A lot of things start here on our podcast. And for somehow they get everywhere. So I'm glad we have great listenership. But, uh, you know, right now, what are they playing for if they have a spring league, uh, These uh, the Pac-10 and the, and the Big Ten? Nothing. Minor league uh, trophy. Uh, the, yeah, that's why if they could have started off, been a part of it all, and if it was canceled, okay, 
then play in the spring. That would have been the camp would have been counted as spring practice. You'd have lost a lot of your talent, though. Believe me, a lot of talent is not going to play in the spring. You think Justin Fields is going to play in the spring? Tell me, if Ohio State a Big Ten goes to the spring league, is he going to play in the spring? Absolutely not. So you're losing the whole quality of football in the spring than you would in the fall. Because in the fall, your guys have worked out all year round to get ready for this, to play a season. Now you're going to get your team ready to play now, which you have. Then you're going to get them ready again to play in the spring. And if you have it, yes. If you don't, no. Then you got to get them ready again to play in the fall. You can't get teams ready to play three times in one year. That's impossible. So you lose a lot of talent. You lose a lot of respect. And I think that uh, we'll see what happens, though. I want to wish those other three conferences the best of luck. And my main feeling as far as the Pac-12 is I feel sorry for all of the student-athletes. All of the coaches who have worked so hard, all of the fans and all the positive ways that USC was going as far as with the recruiting and the new coaching staffs and everybody else in the conference with Oregon doing well and having a chance, both these teams having a chance to have a great battle. Both of them had a chance to be 6-0 and when they played each other and maybe play each other again in the championship game. To let that all pass by. To let it pass by. And I think it was done... Too quickly, I think it was done by people who made decisions in key positions that didn't know what they were thinking about, and they panicked, okay? They absolutely panicked. And you can't panic in those type of situations. You have to really think it out, wait a while, don't do things. But this conference followed the Big Ten and panicked. Yeah. Uh, they, they, I mean, I think they the Pac-12 came to their – own conclusion and everyone you talk to seems it's like a unanimous deal and they're happy with it where the big 10, there's a lot more fighting. Well, what, and you're, but what are they going to say? They're yeah. happy with it. What are they going to say? Well, are these going to say they're not happy with their decision? Yeah. The big 10 they're is administrators. Saying okay. They're administrators. How do you think they get in those positions? The big 10 is saying that, I mean, there's a lot more controversy in the big 10. There was reports today that they're not even sure if there was actually a vote with all the presidents. Um, usually you only hear about a vote when it's unanimous. Um, but you know, and the PAC 12, at least they had their ducks in a row said it was unanimous. And I think it's easier because you've had, you know, if you can't have the California schools practice, how are you going to have football? You know, like that's, that makes more sense. The big 10, it seems to be more of a controversy. And I feel like the big 10's up there as far as like revenue wise, like with the sec, but see, they don't want to be on a different level. Where the Pac-12 is sort of used to not being on, maybe on the same level as some of those other conferences, the Big Ten isn't. And I think now that's why you're seeing some of the pushback there. But I, I'm curious to see how this plays out because you keep hearing more and more about the way the Big Ten handled this. And some people aren't really happy with it. But I, I think the Pac-12, I think they've made, I, they made their decision and I think they, they're not questioning it at all. Well, I know. I, I know they aren't. I haven't heard anybody questioning it, but uh, I certainly think they should. I mean, I've questioned a lot of things. When I've called the wrong football play and we lost a football game, I said it was my fault, okay? So I'm not saying they shouldn't relook at it. I'm just saying when you tell me that they're unanimous on what they did, I say, how can you say that? I mean, really, Ryan, these kids, what about the kids? They're all tweeting out. We want to play. We want to play. We want to do this. We want to do that. What what type of run can we show on any campus where these kids have been 
sick. Uh, I mean, number-wise, or whatever it is. I mean, and like I said, if you can't practice in this state, then go practice in another state. But you can play in this state because the Rams and Chargers are playing. And the first game in the Pac-12 wasn't going to be till September 26th. So you had a period of time of really figuring out and being a part of the whole football tradition. And now, as you said, they've, never, they've sort of accepted being below the other conferences. Ryan, they can't be accepted being below the other conferences or they're never going to play big-time football. Within three or four years, they'll be in the Mountain West Conference. Yeah, and uh, that's not where you want to be. You, we saw the Big East fall out of the uh, the Power Conference discussion, and uh, you know there was potential with the Big Twelve getting broken up, but they're holding on strong and they're going forward with the season. So we'll see. Uh, you know, every week we're going to learn a little bit more, more practices, more you know, getting closer to the start of uh, what the fall season will be, and we'll see how it uh, plays out. There might be a day of reckoning where it just all gets shut down again. We know that those conferences were reluctant to go conference only and follow the Big Ten, but they eventually did that. Will they eventually follow and postpone or cancel the season? We will have to wait and see. Let's uh, take a quick break, Coach, and we'll come back and answer some questions. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, we're back here on the Peristyle Podcast. I want to get to some questions. We have Jack in New Jersey. Uh, this is also along on the spring football case here. He says, uh, Ryan and Coach Hyde, if the Big 12, ACC, and SEC play in the fall and the Big 10 and Pac-12 play in the spring, the spring could be pretty cool. Both conferences play an eight-game conference-only schedule, have championship games, then the Big 10 and Pac-12 champs play in the Rose Bowl. First game March 6th and have one or two buys and then play the Rose Bowl at the end of May. No way those games don't draw huge TV ratings. And since the Rose Bowl was going to be a BCS semifinal game this year, there's no more BCS, uh, Jack, but it was going to be a playoff semifinal game this year. We get an additional Big Ten Pac-12 matchup. It'll be huge, Jerry, huge. And he says Seinfeld fans will get that one. That's Jack in New Jersey. Jack, you're a great football fan. Because you need your football fix year-round. I'm proud of you. Uh, but I don't think that would happen. Uh, uh, I, you know, I love football as much as anyone. And I just don't think that, that, that they're going to split college football. And I don't think you can go in two directions. You, you ba- basically don't have a plan now as far as eligibility and 
all the different things, and if students can transfer. I mean, who knows what's going to happen between now and then, the first game. So, uh, like I mentioned, Jack, I respect your opinion. I respect Ryan's opinion, everybody's opinion. My opinion is you're either all in or you're all out. And I'd like to have seen the uh, Pac-12 as well as USC be all in and until they could uh, couldn't be any longer, and they're, then they're all out. Uh, so uh, I think that I would have rather seen that. In Southern California, there's a lot of competition in the spring. There's a lot of – there's two hockey teams, there's two basketball teams, there's two baseball teams, there's two soccer teams. There's all the spring sports and everything going on here. So it's a little bit different than being in, you know, Lincoln, Nebraska, or somewhere like that. So, and I'm not saying anything wrong about Lincoln, Nebraska, because they're great supporters, but there's not as many activities for people to uh, choose from. So I really think that uh, it would be, you know, great to have football, but I think it wouldn't be the same, because you wouldn't have the same talent. Uh, along those lines, we got a text message. It uh, wasn't signed, but he said, uh, he or she said, is if the SEC, Big 12, and ACC play this fall, USC needs to leave the Pac-12 next year or they'll never be a top 10 program again. What do you think about that, Coach? Well, you know, uh, I don't think you have to leave the Pac-12 to be a, uh, a power team, a national championship team. I think Pete Carroll prove that other coaches have proved that I think what you have to do is have the right philosophy with the right leadership and allow the tradition of the university before it's forgotten get started not eliminating of all the booster clubs and support groups that USC has around the country and especially in the state of California I don't think that's a way of uniting and continuing with what USC is all about I think that you need to get the past player, football alumni involved more. You've got to bring back some of the past. You've got to treat the Heisman Trophy and all of those things with the respect and the players of what they earned and and displayed on the football field. They've got a coliseum that's renovated. Take advantage of that. Get some great recruiting in and and uh, show the world you're really serious about who we are and what we do at USC. I think they can demonstrate that in every sport because USC still has that sound to them and the spirit to them and all the things that are necessary. You know, the USC boosters are, are a special booster. You, you, you ask them for something if you need a band, so band uniforms, or you need this, or you need that, and they respond. You need a new uh, volleyball facility, and the other cuts, they respond. I mean, they're a special group of people, but you don't want to lose that special group. You want to keep that special group within the tradition of the university. And you can't eliminate them and still think that you can still be the same school that you've been. It won't happen. You've got to build on the past to carry to the future. And I don't know if really USC is doing that currently right now, as far as with their alumni, their tradition, the relationships and all of the above, right? And 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 I tell you, they can. They don't have to leave the Pac-12 to be a national champion. Pete Carroll proved that, and I think that can happen again as long as they get their ducks lined up. Yeah, I, I don't think you have to leave the Pac-12 to 
but I think you have to look at some options there. It, it, I think this could shake up everything. So you have to be you have to be ready to make some kind of move if you have to. Um, Steve and well, but excuse me. Here's where the problem is. What do you do with your Olympic sports? See, where do they play? See, Notre Dame is an independent. Okay, all right. So where do their Olympic sports play? They play in the ACC. So where are those sports going to go if USC goes independent? I don't think they'd go to the Big 12. I don't think they'd go to the Big 10. I don't think they'd go to one of those conferences. They'd probably have to go independent. But what do you do with your other sports? Where do they play? Who they who do they become affiliated with? That's what you have to think about. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I think if you join like the Big 12 or something like that and like UCLA joins you, I mean, there's – I think there's options there, but just something you need, at least need to look at if there's going to be a big shakeup and if there's a significant, um, you know, hit from joining the Pac-12. There's that TV deals up in uh, 2024. Um, if it if it just looks like the Pac-12 is going to get nowhere near the kind of money that the other conferences will get, I think you got to look at it. Um, we had a Stephen Beaumont wrote in a uh, little tongue in cheek. Larry Scott, uh, he put Larry Scoot, but it's Larry Scott, genius. Finally, we can appreciate the genius of Larry Scott, Steve wrote. The Pac-12 would be losing a lot less than the other conferences thanks to Scott's TV deal. Uh, that's from Steve. Thanks, Steve. Yeah, they're going to lose less money because they make less money. Uh, he's being sarcastic yeah. on that. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're exactly right. If you make none, you'd have none to lose. <laughs> so, yeah, they'll be even on that this year. I mean, really, that's you know, there's a lot of things that have happened that we've talked about as far as their affiliation with other direct TV and other things, as far as from the beginning and where they located their studios and the whole package that we go back on and the salaries and the expense accounts and all of that. And, and this is where, and remember you heard it on this show and my other shows where I said, college football is going to have a lot of changes. And it is as far as some salary caps and, Everything else as far as coaching salaries, commissioner salaries, this is all going to happen within, within the next several years. Yeah, I think there's going to be some big changes. You have to kind of look for all that. Uh, let's see. Next up, we're going to go to Mark. Uh, he says, when, the, when will the university presidents take a second look at the economics of keeping the status quo at the Pac-12 offices? No TV revenue. No bowl revenue, no NCAA revenue. Where do they get the money to keep the gravy train going from endowments? Good luck with that, uh, Mark. Yeah, I, I think the Pac-12 has to tighten their belt too. Um, I mean, Larry Scott making five million a year is ridiculous. Being in the most expensive real estate in the country for the Pac-12 offices and the studios and all that stuff, I, I think all that stuff's going to be adjusted. Larry Scott's deals up, I think, in 2022. Um, so they'll probably be looking for a new commissioner, you know, soon. And then obviously the tw TV deal in 2024, all that's going to have to come into consideration, but they got to cut, they got to cut expenses and they just, they're, it's just way too expensive to run the PAC 12 right now. Well, if they do give him up, I'd hire Jim Delaney as far as, as a consultant, okay. To the PAC 12. As a consultant, to hire the right commissioner and get them all straightened away on what they need to do. He's one of the biggest uh, administrators in college football as far as a commissioner and everything as far as the Big Ten. 
and you need leadership, and you don't need to be intimidated, and you have to listen to what he has to say, or someone like that, as far as coming in and turning around a lot of the things that have happened, as far as in the Pac-12, college presidents have as much to blame as far as on Larry Stone and his, not Larry Stone, Larry Scott and his salary, because they paid him that. Can't really blame him. He asked for it, his agent asked for it, and he got it. Well, who gave it to him? The college presidents. So it's in their hands as far as making the change if they decide to do those type of things. So let's look at where the real responsibility goes and where it all started in all things. If they allow people to do certain things, they're going to do that. Same with the regents. If they allow, or trustees, if they allow college presidents to do things like that, then it's in their hands. What is their job? What are they supposed to do? So let's don't pass it down. Let's look at the top and see where all these mistakes have been made. Yeah. Uh, then we have one last one uh, from Bob. How much money will be lost to the colleges now that football and the other sports are canceled for the year? What cutbacks will now be needed to regain back some of those dollar losses? How will high dollar donations for the near future be affected now that all sports are camp canceled? Uh, looks like bleak times ahead. And he said, just his opinion. So his opinion is, but it's all, and this is from Bob. Um, it's all because of a few left-wing politicians in power positions that use their power for their own agenda to suppress the people by using a virus that has taken the unfortunate lives of 0.03% of the population to act their will to try and take back the presidency. Wow. Sorry about that, Ryan. I just needed to vent some of my frustrations. I'm just a 70-year-old Christian Vietnam veteran with not many vices left in my life. Now they have taken away my Trojan football. You are free to respond by email if you wish. We're going to read it here, though, Bob. Thanks for you uh, putting together all of your shows. I love them. You guys do great work. Very much appreciated. I hope by expressing my opinion doesn't cancel me out of responding to your shows. Uh, not at all, Bob. Uh, may the Lord bless you and your family, Bob. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't agree with uh, Bob's opinions there, but like, I think there's real reasons where a lot of this stuff is happening. But he's right about the bleak times ahead. I mean, there's going to be a lot of cuts in the athletic departments across the country, uh, especially the ones in the PAC 12 and big 10 that aren't going to have football. I think donations are going to be going down. That's a big part of, of what you do. And any athletic department budget, you know, you could say directly attributed. I think some of the numbers were 50% for football, but indirectly it's like 80, 90% is like football related. So yeah, without football, Bob, it's going to be some bleak times ahead. And I agree with you, uh, Ryan. Uh, I think there's going to be a lot of changes, as I said. And uh, I think there's going to be a lot of uh, people in the athlete department to get furloughed uh, and uh, have time off. And uh, as they regroup, they've lost probably, I'm saying, on an average of each Pac-12 team, probably, 60 to 70 million dollars a piece as far as with the dropping of springs or fall sports maybe more uh, depending on what the television revenue is and so on all the marketing all the signage all the radio all of that is gone so uh and as far as the boosters are concerned and that uh i tell you people rally around when you have the bragging rights uh, when you go to the country club or you go to a party and you can brag about uh, what hat you're wearing or what jersey you're wearing or where you went to school and how you're going to the Rose Bowl or all of these different things. And when you don't have that university pride in a lot of things, pretty hard to write a check when they ask you, send us a check, send us a check. 
So you'll see donations go down. You'll see admissions as far as applications go down. You'll see a lot of things go down. So uh, I think that uh, it's a serious type of thing to address. And I think it's something that that's why when I started the show, we started the show today, I was sort of fired up that I was very disappointed that the Pac-12 didn't challenge itself as far as trying to run with the best uh, of the power five. And if they all made it, you all made it. If you didn't, you all failed. But at least you're there trying. Yeah, it would have been great to see some sort of collaboration. And uh, that's just it showed. We talked about this a number of times. It's just we don't have that kind of leadership in college football, it's the fiefdoms of the you know very powerful, um, you know very powerful conferences, but you know it's not always um, you know it, it it's not great as far as like if something like this happens, you have everyone kind of doing everything for themselves, which conferences are doing what it's best for themselves and not for the collective. So it'd be good that maybe we'll get more of a you know a leadership you know put together from uh just because of this pandemic we'll have to see but as of now yeah pushing forward so we're in that this is what i call the little limbo stage where we don't know what's going to happen um either with the you know, the conferences in general as far as the other conferences or if they're going to follow suit and cancel their seasons or are they going to move forward obviously if they move forward it's going to be really interesting to kind of watch how that uh progresses we've seen some other you know, sports do really well. The only non-bubble sport, baseball, they've had some some major issues. And uh, we'll see if that spills over into college football when, if and when they get started. But coach, great stuff. We appreciate you uh, coming on and sharing all your insights. And I uh, hope you stay safe. And we look forward to talking to you again soon. Ryan, uh, I really enjoyed our show today because we, everyone, uh, either agreed with us or disagreed with us. And again, you, uh, came up with some great points and we want to thank all of our listeners out there for being a part of our podcast. And, uh, remember it's just our opinion on what I see and what you've seen and what we've said in the past before today, uh, as far as what we look forward to in the, in the future. And let me just throw this out before someone else says it. If you remember it all during the football seasons, I've talked about the importance of the tight end in any offense and how really USC has not utilized their tight end. You've heard me say that. Well, who who's getting the most money now in the NFL and teams that are winning the biggest games because they have what position? The tight end. Okay, you look at the San Francisco 49ers and you look at the Kansas City Chiefs and who's one of their main guys because they make everybody else better around them is the tight ends. So, again, I keep talking about that too and maybe that'll come true here in the future too. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to see if uh, USC starts utilizing the tight ends more. But coach, great stuff. Uh, we'll keep everyone up to date on what's going on. We do appreciate y'all listening, and uh, hope everyone's staying safe out there. But coach, thanks again. Thank you. All right, thanks everyone for listening to the Peristyle Podcast, and we will talk to you next time. You've been listening to the Peristyle Podcast presented by uscfootball.com. Be sure to tune in next week for the latest news on Trojan football and recruiting. Don't forget, you can automatically download the podcast directly to your smartphone or tablet for free. Just click the iTunes link on peristylepodcast.com or search for Peristyle Podcast at the iTunes Music Store. Let's go! 
the most all-star studded challenge ever. And this time, it's every competitor for themselves. Best challenge ever! The Challenge All-Stars. New season now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply.